of my podcast. Today, my guest is Christina Yolanda, who is a program associate at Global Food Partners, where she manages their model cage-free farm. Prior to this, Christina worked with her dad's firm dealing with plastic recycling and went on to study marine plastics abatement. Hi, Christina. Welcome to my show. Hi, Zidane. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me here and thank you for a nice introduction of myself happy to be here yeah welcome yeah i'm also really happy to have you here yes 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 look forward to you to your questions and hopefully i can give a good answer to all your questions mm-hmm. i hear about plastics harm to the planet every day but there's plastic in everything around us in our daily life I'm curious to know if there's a way to use plastic in an environmentally friendly way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree that uh, plastic is everywhere. It's omnipresent. We use plastic every day in our, in almost all of our activity. And I don't think we can, now we can live without plastic anymore. And uh, I don't, I also don't think that there is a way to, be to use plastic in a 100% environmentally friendly, but feel that there are ways that we can do to 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 minimize the all the effect that, that the, the plastic are causing. So you might have heard about the terms reduce, reuse, and recycle, right? You might be familiar with it. Yeah. And uh, and these three words are actually put in hierarchy. So you should prioritize to reduce first and then reuse and then recycle. So recycle should be your last option. So whenever possible, you should, you still need to reduce the plastic. Like whenever you do shopping, you should, um, you should not ask for like plastic bag as much as you can. And then to reuse, then Whenever you have, maybe when you have a takeaway food container, you can reuse the plastic. And the last option is to recycle. And even to recycle also, you need to dispose the plastic properly, right? And to even make it even better, you can also like, Wash the plastic first and make it dry and make sure that you put it in the correct bin because uh like in the I think in public area maybe in Singapore as well I'm not really sure how it is but uh, usually there are several several bins of several trash bins available right and there is one for organic and there is one for plastic so if you throw out the throw one through throw away the plastic then make sure then that you put it in the correct bin not the organic piece and make sure it's not it's not mixed with the organic plastic uh, the organic waste that way then it will be easier for us to recycle the plastic yeah in singapore there isn't like that that much of like organic wasting but when i went to the us a few years ago 
over there, like okay. every day, there used to be this compost bin where you put your banana yeah. peels or your apple cores. And then every day, this person would come in the morning and collect it and make it into like plant fertilizer and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing will will be really helpful to help this to help this plastic waste issue. And I'm sure in developed country, the system is much more better. Like, like you mentioned in US and also in Japan, if you've been there, where you uh, divide the waste into a lot of categories, so it's easier to ask for uh, for the recycling company to recycle. But in developing country, like for my situation in Indonesia, it's quite hard because uh yeah because the uh I I think the behavior of the people also is the mindset is still very different from those living in developed country and even here even though we have the bean for organic and unorganic waste uh people still put their waste like uh uh not according to where it's supposed to be like there are people that just throw the plastic waste into the organic trash bin so that kind of thing happens a lot and even though you already separate the waste sometimes sometimes the waste still get mixed in the uh, in the truck that take the trash to the landfill uh, but but the good thing is in Indonesia as well I think now there are more startups that that are really concerned about this issue and these startups they work to make this recycling activity more more easy for us to do like they they have like past plastic credit where when you can dispose your plastic bottle in a vending machine and in turn you can get a credit or a points and then you you can get a benefit from it so yeah but it's it's still far from the developed country here but i but yeah we are working step by step so hopefully we will also get there soon yeah like i don't know where but somewhere i read that in one supermarket somewhere there is like mm-hmm. this bin it had organic waste and uh, normal waste but then when you remove the lid which had the two separate holes it was just one bin and there was no divider. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing happens a lot. Uh, so actually the purpose of separating the waste is to reduce the com- contamination of the plastic waste, right? Because if the plastic is contaminated by the organic waste, then uh, we we need to do extra effort to clean the plastic and it will also reduce the quality of the plastic so that's why it's very important to separate it but yeah it's not easy to change people's behavior right so yeah but yes yeah i can i'm also yeah i've also seen that a lot even in the even for people who are well educated like in the university area i can still see that happens a lot so yeah it's very challenging. <laughs> yeah, like it must be very hard for a country to like suddenly have 
have like full recycling it will it takes some time right mm yeah it takes some times and also uh there are just so many types of plastic right uh i think the most common that we see is of course the plastic bottle and that's the type of plastic that can be recycled the um, the issues plastic bottle and also the the plastic bottle cap it's very easy to recycle it but also, other than that there are also a lot of other types of plastic that is not that easy to recycle so the challenge for the government to set up the the plastic uh, plastic recycling facility is how how can we recycle the other type of plastic that that are not widely recycled yet just like the styrofoam if you are if you know styrofoam have you seen it yeah. yes yeah yeah that's one type of plastic that's the most challenging to recycle because and that and also pvc pvc is the one that's used for the water pipe because if uh, we recycle it it can also leak some kind of toxin which is not good so so yeah the the challenge is how to recycle the other type of plastic because it's not easy and there are just too many type of plastic available yeah i got this plastic bottle with me but it's not like one so you just throw it away this one like you can use it every day yeah 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 that's the re- reusable plastic right i think that's the usually it it's the polypropylene type so if you check under the bottle usually you see a triang- triangle with a number in it and that's how we how it helps to classify its type of plastic so for the water bottles that you have it's mostly the 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 triangle with number 5 which is the safest for food and it's also safe to be reused again and again while the commercial plastic bottle mineral water water bottle it's usually the number one it's the polyethylene and it's safe for food but it's not that safe to be reused over and over yeah yeah under a lot of bottles here i see like a triangle yeah Yeah. Yeah, uh this this triangle is helpful for us to understand what kind of plastic it is but also sometimes it can be misleading for the people because whenever people see those triangle then people can think that oh we can recycle it or oh, that one is recyclable but that's not really the case. So there There are seven numbers of the triangles. From one is the polyethylene until, and then there is also five is polystyrene, the styrofoam, and then oh no, polystyrene is six. Sorry, the styrofoam is number six, and then the the one that we use for food container is usually number five, polypropylene, like the your water bottle. Yeah. and then the number 7 is for other it's for other type of plastic it's like 
the plastic that we use for your gadget, for your handphone, for your laptop, and also for your car as well. So other kind of plastic, yeah, yeah. There's even plastic on your phone as well. <laughs> so yeah. it's just everywhere. Yeah, but the truth is not all of these seven types of plastic can be recycled. So that's what I hope people can understand. <laughs> that doesn't mean that everything can be recycled. It's not easy. Even though, even if we can recycle, but maybe it's not economically viable. So it, it will be much more expensive to recycle it. So it'll, it will not be worth it. Yeah. Can you, can you explain to me how big of a problem this is? Whether it's not that small of a problem and we can just get over it or whether it's really, really big? I feel that it's really, really big. <laughs> Uh, even though now I don't work in this area anymore, and I'm not, I'm also not really an expert, but I just want to tell about based on my experience and the study that I did in Thailand. Uh, I I feel that it's a really big and complex issue because the first the first reason is just like what what you mentioned, right? Plastic is everywhere. We use it every day. And we cannot live without plastic, and plastic is just so cheap, so durable that there is no other material that can compete with this plastic yet. And yeah, so it's very hard to get to live without plastic. But at the same time, once the we are done with consuming the plastic, it's also very hard to to get rid of the plastic from the environment. So that's why that's why a lot of the most of the plastic will just end up in the environment and also mostly it will end up in the ocean. You've you've seen maybe you have seen picture of uh turtles with a straw stuck in his nose or with birds that birds that when you open cut open the its stomach, then you can see a lot of plastic in it and whales also. So that's that's why I think that's why more and more people are getting more concerned about this because we can really see how it affects uh, not only us but also the other animals. They can get entangled, like a lot of birds get tangled to the by plastic, like from the fishing net seal also and yeah a lot of lot of these animals like the sea, sea turtles they they cannot really differentiate between which one is plastic and which one is their food or the jellyfish so oftentimes the the, the sea turtle they mistook the jellyfish uh, the plastic bag that is in the sea as the jellyfish so that's why they eat this plastic bag and they they cannot digest this this plastic bag and yeah it it causes harm to to their life and other than this plastic that so other than this plastic with this big size or we call as macroplastic there is also this new term that come in this past few years it's called the microplastic and it's the 
the the topic that uh, that's more more people are also paying attention to. So for micro macroplastic is a plastic type that we can really see from our, by our naked eyes. But for this microplastic, it's a very tiny, tiny plastic fragments that only has the size of less than five millimeter. So it's it's hard to notice this kind of plastic, but it's everywhere. Can be in your food that you just ate for dinner. It can be in your drinking water. It can be in the air that you inhale. So it can be everywhere. And even there, there's this research that say that uh, most human might consume at least the size of a credit card. So you know a credit card, right? Yeah. So so they say that we consume microplastic with that size every year. And yeah. but the problem is uh, we don't know yet how how this microplastic affect our health in long term so that's uh, that's a lot of research going on about this there are a lot there are there are, there's some research that say that it can uh, affect our our cell like it can cause inflammatory and all but there, there's no really um clear evidence yet about this so yeah it's, it's really interesting and uh and sometimes I there are a lot of lot of startups that are trying to work on this plastic waste. Like for example, uh startup that use the plastic waste uh into concrete or mix of asphalt. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. Yeah, so there are some startups that use the plastic waste just like grinding it into tiny flakes and mix it into the asphalt or concrete. But then after, after the plastic waste is mixed with this asphalt and concrete, that, then another problem arise, which is what if the microplastic leaks from this asphalt or the concrete? So I feel that it's a big problem because it... Uh, it affects a lot of people and it also needs a lot of people to get on board to solve this issue. It needs everyone's effort to solve this issue. And also sometimes even some people trying to solve this issue, but after solving this issue, then it, there come another issue. So just, I feel just like just it's a never ending issue. I, I haven't really seen any solid, concrete solution, solution yet for this issue. So that's why I feel that it's a big, big issue. Yeah. But like, I saw in this documentary a few days ago, like, it said that we can't live without plastic, but we also don't know how to live with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, like, we always litter it everywhere, but without plastic, we couldn't be talking to each other right now. Or without mm. plastic, we couldn't have a place to store our water or keep our food safe. Yeah, agree. That's a good quote. Yeah, agree. 
yeah we live with plastic now but we don't we don't really know how to deal with it yeah so i agree with that quote yeah, some people say that plastic is not really the issue but the issue is with the system itself of how we use the plastic and how how do we uh, manage the plastic that after we are done with the consumption so yeah i agree with that statement yeah yeah and we haven't found a way on how to create a good system that uh, there is some system but it cannot really accommodate all all the type of plastics available now i've heard about these different types of plastics like single use plastics biodegradable plastics what are the different types of plastics and how are they different to each other uh right so single use recyclable and biodegradable right yes so single use is type of plastic that you only use for one time and then you just discard it just like the plastic bottle that we use for the mineral bottle and the and the packaging of of snacks of your chip uh and then your straw also it's it's called single use plastic because we cannot use it for several times and then for the reusable uh, recyclable one it's the type of plastic that we can recycle so recycling is like giving the second life to the plastic so once we are done consuming the plastic and we discharge it then we can process it again so can have the second life of it then we can use that again and before we dispose it again and then the last one is the biodegradable so biodegradable is the type of plastic that that is made using a uh some kind of components so it can be from the cassava starch or other organic starch so by using that it's it becomes more easily to be degradable in the in the environment so but with this but sometimes this biodegradable also for this plastic to get fully degraded you will need certain certain condition of the environment like for example you need constant for 40 degrees celsius of the environment before the plastic can finally be degradable as uh, so sometimes it can also be misleading or sometimes a lot a lot of the companies just use that kind of term to for the for a marketing gimmick just to give label to it but you don't really know whether it's true or not yes i i have also seen some some type of plastic with uh written the label of recyclable while i know that that kind of plastic cannot be recycled and i yeah so so we we need to be a smart consumer also when you see certain certain label with that saying it's recyclable or environmentally friendly or it's biodegradable 
we also need to recheck whether it's true or not. So not to so don't just trust all, all this marketing trick sometimes because it can be misleading also. <laughs> yeah. Over here there's this like grocery company when they ever they ship it to us uh, it says that the bags are biodegradable but there's mm-hmm. need to test it out to see whether they're actually biodegradable or not oh to check um usually say usually you can like bury it under the ground and just leave it for one month two months if it's really biodegradable then it should be uh the it should really like disappear like you cannot see the actual shape of that plastic anymore if if it's really biodegradable so it will only take one month or two months but if it's but if after two months you buried that plastic there and you check that the plastic is still there still intact then it means that well, it's just another marketing gimmick. <laughs> uh, but also, if it's if the plastic is really biodegradable, then the plastic will also still become microplastic. And with the microplastic, it will just stay there in the ground. And the and if it's raining, then the water will 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 wash off that microplastic to the water system and yeah, it can get into our our the water that we use in our life as well yeah but, yeah because i also saw in that same documentary that like what it scientists did a test where in human waste they found like loads of microplastics and they also said that they think that microplastics might have been there in our body even before mm. pla- like the plastic that we mm. it was actually invented. Yeah, yeah. Even like I also read a study that showed that there the scientists even found microplastic in the baby's feces. And yeah, and it's it's still a baby, but there's already microplastic in their body. <laughs> so, yeah, how scary it is. So, what is recycling and how does it work? Because I hear about it every day, but you don't. I don't really know how it works. Yeah, so as I said before, recycling is like giving the second life of plastic to the uh, extra life for the plastic. And, then, and there are various ways to do it. We can do it by... The most common one is called the the physical recycling. So this kind of recycling is done by uh, altering the shape, the form of the plastic. Uh, for example, it's like the one that we do at my dad's recycling business. So for this kind of recycling, then the we use the PET waste bottle the the plastic bottle we we bought this plastic waste bottle from the informal scavenger here in Indonesia and then we we grind these plastic uh, bottles into tiny flakes 
and then also while washing it at the same time to remove all the organic materials that is there and then also to separate with the other kind of uh, substances that we don't want to be there and then after after the plastic is already grinded and washed and then uh, we dry these plastic plates by using a drum dryer where you just spin these plastic flakes and then the water will come out. And after that, we just collect it in a huge sack of, of the plastic flakes. And then we send it to the to a fiber manufacturing company. And they use this, they will use the, the fiber to produce a carpet. So in this in this fiber manufacturing company. The flakes that already produced by my, my dad, it will be melted using a very high temperature, melted, and then, uh, and then it will produce just like a string. So a long, long string, and yeah, just roll it, and it will they will process it into a fiber, uh, and yeah, that's I think that's the most common way to do the plastic recycling also other than carpet we also use it a lot for our clothes for our clothes as well we we use we we can also use the some materials from the recycled plastic recycled plastic and other than the physical recycling there's also another one with the chem chemical recycling so this is this recycling is done by by altering the the chemical structure of the plastic i cannot really explain much about it because it's too complex but this kind of uh, recycling is much more expensive than the physical one because it it requires more complex system and also equipment so this kind of recycling is not uh, it's not really common, especially here in Indonesia. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Sounds simple. <laughs> but yeah, sadly, it doesn't really work for all types of plastic. What is marine plastic waste? Uh, marine plastic waste is the plastic waste that end up in the ocean. So there is this one term, it's called the great pacific garbage paths so it's where all of the plastic waste it all came into this one place and it's like it's forming a like an island there but this island is made full of plastic so so all and this plastic is can mostly it come from the land based source because it's uh, from our from where we live, because maybe you can see that a lot of people are littering everywhere, right? People litter in the in the water canal, and then the the water will just run off all this water and just bring it to the ocean, and the and there are a lot of river and water canal all around the countries around the world, right? And it all get collected into the sea when it becomes one. And other than the land-based source, the, 
also the marine plastic also come from the sea base so and it it is caused by the activity of the fishermen the fishing activity because the fishermen also they use like fishing net and other fishing gears and it's all made from plastic and a lot of fishermen they once they are done using it and they will just dispose this fishing gear to the ocean so for them the ocean is just like a huge uh, trash bin because once you you just you just throw it away easily and then it disappeared and you cannot see it anymore so that's why a lot of people do it but then all of this plastic waste it all accumulates into the ocean and as i said it it's really affecting the life of the of the marine life there a lot of plankton starting from plankton small fishes they eat all this microplastic and then the the plankton is eaten by bigger fish and then the bigger fish then is then is eaten by us and that's how most of the microplastic come into the human's body uh, yeah so the problem is it's affecting the marine life and the second one is once the plastic creates the ocean it's it's it will be very difficult for us to collect all this plastic waste because the ocean is just so huge and and then it's very wide very and also very deep that you, you don't know you don't know exactly where all this all of this plastic are so it's very hard to collect the plastic waste once it's in the ocean so that's that's why a lot of people are now concerned about it yeah, yeah a lot of startup are now working towards it as well yes it's very challenging once it's in the ocean and it's a really big problem i guess yeah, because if because if it can suddenly becomes a huge, huge, big patch, then if a oh. big fish goes there, it could eat lots of the plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's also yeah, it's also not that easy to collect that plastic because a lot of small fishes are there as well. So, yeah, it's hard to only to only catch all this all those plastic without catching the fish or the other living animals there. Yeah, do you think we can find a way to save our planet, or will, or will what we have done to it with plastic haunt us forever? Um. Yeah. Even though we, even though it's still very far from now, but I'm optimistic that we, yes, we can find a way. And there are several reasons why I say that it's possible. So uh, now more and more people are more aware, more concerned about it, especially the younger generation. We are aware about how this plastic is is threatening our life and a lot of people are now taking action so from there then it there are also a lot of startups coming up there are a lot of startups that doing the 
that doing the clean up at the beach. Maybe you have heard seven clean seas. Uh, it's it's a startup based in Singapore, I guess. So they are also doing this kind of uh, plastic cleanup in the at the beach uh, or at the water canal, and also a lot of funding are going to this to this kind of activity. A lot of funding from the World Bank, from the UNEP, they, because they are concerned, they are aware about how damage that it can cause then. A lot of money is going into this to this sector, and then also another thing is also there is this term called EPR. It's the it's called extended producer responsibility. It it's like a policy where the the producer, the manufacturer of food, uh, because they are the one who use a lot of plastic by using this plastic to pack. For the packaging of the food or the drink that they produce, right? And by having this policy, uh, we ask them to extend their responsibility by not only just producing all their products and sell it to the customer, and that's it, they're done. But now, because of this EPR policy, we ask them to also be responsible of the all the waste that they are causing. So we ask them to also find a way to collect all the waste that they have been producing. For example, some companies that I know that already do this EPR policy, there are Coca-Cola, there there is also Unilever. So this kind of company, they show the responsibility by setting up a new plastic recycling company. And then they also, like, they develop some point where we where they can collect the collect their waste and from that waste then they will bring the the waste that they produce back into their recycling facility then they produce it back and then they they can use it again in their product so so that's that's all the the evidence that i believe we are we are moving to the right direction but but even though there are already a lot of people working there, but I believe that we as the consumer, we also still need to play our part because we we cannot just do nothing and expect the government or the companies to do all the cleanups for the waste that we produce, right? But we also need to play our part. Uh, so. Once I believe once everyone is uh, already in the have the same vision, and if everyone is determined to tackle this plastic issue, then I I believe that that we can find we can finally find a way to finally solve this issue. So it just takes time and for us the consumer to be more aware about it to be more responsible consumer the first thing is just to stop litter everywhere to make sure you dispose all the plastic waste that you used into the correct bin and as much as you can to say no to single-use plastic or other kind of plastic yeah that that sounds really really good um so dear listeners please follow those tips and 
Don't use single-use plastic or try and avoid using it. Yes, yes, I agree. You can easily start from the plastic bag that I usually give to you at the supermarket or the mini market. I think once you are once you once you keep on doing it, it will eventually become a habit. So it will not it will not be a problem anymore to bring your own past uh, your own uh, reusable shopping bag with you everywhere or bring your reusable straw everywhere. It it will eventually become a habit. Yeah, because in Singapore in lots of the supermarkets, they charge you like a dollar or two dollars for a plastic bag, plastic carrier. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but here in Indonesia, they also charge for plastic bag, but the, the price that they charge is still very cheap. Like it's it's not even one dollar, not even. 50 cent it's still very cheap so still a lot of people are using it yeah and i think now also there are a lot of companies that also trying to find other kind of materials that can substitute plastic and i think i think that will be the most promising solution for this plastic issue because just like the vegan movement like you want people to become vegan but if you don't give them, provide them with the alternative of the meat that they usually consume, then it will be hard to make people to become a vegan. So that's why a lot of people now are working to develop the alternative protein, right? And that's also the same case with plastic. Now a lot of a lot of companies now starting to develop the materials that can sub- substitute plastic, but with uh, much less harm because by it. For example, I've seen startup trying to produce the substitute of styrofoam using fungi, mushroom. So they they use the the fungi and grow it into using a mold. And yeah, it it can really protect the product, but it will not become a it, yeah, it will. It's because it's organic, right? So it will be it that it will not harm the environment. Also, uh, also I've seen companies producing from algae, also algae and other and also the from the waste of the stream. So I think a lot now a lot more and more innovation are coming. And yeah, I'm I'm excited to see the future. <laughs> Do you think that there'll be a alternative to plastic, or like a replacement for it that will be as huge as plastic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, well, most of the most of the examples that I mentioned earlier, it's even though it looks promising, but for now the 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 cost that they need to produce it, it's still very much higher compared to plastic because it's now it's still it's very cheap to produce the plastic while to produce the alternative of the plastic it's still very expensive now so i think i think once we can like scale the production of it 
to be to make it more economically viable i i think yeah we we might see this kind that that kind of uh materials can really substitute plastic in the future but but i don't think we can ditch plastic 100% because there there are there are some uses of plastic that that i feel that it will be hard to be substituted by other material for example like the plastic that we use for our car our jet jet i don't think it can be replaced using a uh, any biodegradable material yeah because it it will not last long but for other kind of materials i i'm optimistic that we there will there will be a new materials coming up that can really change the plastic yeah i really hope so because then we won't have to worry about destroying the planet so much mm yeah i agree yeah hope so <laughs> from plastics to cage free farms is a leap how did you come about doing what you do now i yeah yeah uh i got that a lot and also sometimes i'm so wondering why why am i now working for this kids free uh but for me what's important is as long as i what the work that i do can bring positive impact to the environment or the other living beings around me that's that's what matters the most for me so uh so yeah even though yeah past working for the plastic waste sector it's it's helping the environment but i feel that working with this kids free also it also bring a uh, positive impact but it's just in different way and other thing is also because i feel that for plastic waste issue there are already a lot of people working on it well for this kids free the farm animal welfare especially here in indonesia it's one of the topic that's neglected the most uh, i rarely see people working toward, uh, on this farm animal welfare issue so that's why yeah i just i just do what i can do to bring positive impact to the to to the environment and to the to other living being and i'm i'm happy to work with for this kids free movement here and i also believe that the the future will be bright for the kids free movement here the more the more people are involved in this yeah thank you so much for coming on my show you are welcome it's been a pleasure for me Yeah, I really enjoyed speaking to you. I learned a lot. Yeah, uh, yes. Thank you so much for inviting me here. Uh, thank you for all of the your very interesting question. I hope, I hope from what the answer that I gave, it also, it can bring more awareness to to you or other listener as well. So. with more and more people are aware about this issue and i believe we can we can see the solution much sooner much faster yeah thank you
Yes, thank you. Dear listeners, follow my Facebook page, Curious Veda, to get updates on my upcoming episodes. To listen at leisure on your phone and get notified about future episodes, subscribe by searching for Curious Veda wherever you get your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also listen to my show on CuriousVedan.com. Thank you for listening to Curious Vedan. And don't forget to rate and leave comments.